0: I'm going, to, if you don't mind, I'm going to have to use the mic so we can record. to go with brown. Here we go. Any luck on that video? yeah um sometimes i get in the garage and i start organizing my tools and i'm like it doesn't look bad in here and then i start organizing it and i'm like it is pretty terrible in here and then i just put it all down and go take a nap but um but man taking inventory is is a little bit challenging so i begin to take some inventory and everywhere i went in scripture god just kept hitting me with this idea and the idea was kind of like just to nix the list and um and that's hard for me, because I'm a list maker. I don't know if anybody else is a list maker. Yeah. But if you already feel my pain, right? And some of you guys are like, no, but if you do, then you know. So anyway, I'm a list maker, so to nix the list was a big deal. But um, you just got this idea to kind of nix the list and consider something a little bit different. So I'm, I'm walking through scripture, and I don't know exactly what that is. I ended up landing on this passage. It's in Proverbs, Proverbs 21.5. It's a a super short passage. Um, All these little Proverbs are short because they're these little collections of wise sayings. And so it's like wisdom literature. And so, you know, Psalms is just like statements that generally hold true. They tend to be pretty short. So, like, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. Maybe somebody had that stitched onto something, and you saw it in their house before. But that's Proverbs, right? Short little stuff. Um, The early bird gets the worm. I'm kidding. That's not in there. Um, But uh, you're like, I say that. Um, so here we go. Proverbs 21.5. This is something that, as I was reading through, I said, if I can do this well, then I think this can change my year. Um, and so I just encourage you to kind of walk with me through this. And, and I think if you can kind of get the jumble out of your head for a moment and hear what this passage is saying, I think it, I think it can say a lot to you. So here we yeah, go. Proverbs 21.5. Very simply, it says, Good planning and hard work. Lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. I don't know how hasty I am, but there's more poverty going on in my life than prosperity, that's for sure. Um, here's what I think we do uh, we have a calendar or a to do list at work. So even if you're not a list person, you've got a list of something that needs to be accomplished during the day. And if you're a calendar nut like me, everything hits the calendar. Everything from brush your teeth, to, uh, to get dressed, by the time I leave the house, I got 13 things checked off my list. And I still have 47 more things to do, but, but I I check everything on the list. And if you're not a list maker, you look at me like I'm nuts, and you look at everybody else that makes lists like that like they're nuts. But even if you're not a big planner like that, there are pieces of your life, whether it's the dentist appointment or something like that, that you're putting on the calendar you're making a list for. Um. And and generally we'll make a list for those things. When we gotta go to the dentist, when we gotta go to the doctor, when kids have to go to the dentist or the doctor, and um and, and we'll go through all those things. And then everything else in our life doesn't get calendared at all. And what happens is, other than Facebook reminding us whose birthday it is and what day that is, we have no semblance of a calendar for the rest of our lives. And and so what I think we find is that we progress in our career and we get things done or things happen at work. We manage to stay employed because we get enough done. So we make lists there and things happen. But then in our personal life and in our spiritual life, we don't make any lists. We don't calendar anything. We don't plan for all that much. And, and all of a sudden you turn around and and it's been two years since you went on a date with your spouse. Man, I hear people say that, that kind of stuff all the time. Uh, and, and for some of us, if you went on some mission trips maybe when you were in college, you turn around and you go, I went on a mission trip, but that was 10 years ago. You know, like what? I, I feel like that was a big part of my life. I know that people still need help. You know? so, so why has it been 10 years since I've done that? And the point is you don't get those things done because you don't plan them. I don't get those things done because I don't plan them. I get a lot done at work, but but yet we turn around and and we're 30, 40, 50, 60. I don't think so. None of us. Okay. But we we turn around and we get 30, 40, 50, and, and, and still we can memorize. We've memorized maybe one, two Bible verses in the course of our life. And, and you can see, you know, Scripture says, keep this book of the law on your lips, meditate on it so you'll live it out, and then you'll be prosperous and successful. And we know everything that Scripture says about the value of Scripture in our lives, and, and we think that would be great, but yet year after year and decade after decade, we fail to prioritize those things. Um, my mom tells me this all the time, so it must be true. Maybe you turn around and your kids are out of the house right? And they're older than you thought they were going to be. And there was so much you wanted to teach them and so much you wanted to do. But time flew by and you didn't quite get around to all that stuff. You turn around, you lived in your house for eight, 10, 15 years, and you only kind of know your neighbor. And, and the Bible talks about loving your neighbor like over and over. And, and your own physical neighbor, either you don't know him that well or you don't like each other all that much. And, and all this time goes by and all these things that we know we're supposed to do, we don't quite get around to them. Suddenly you realize that, that all the things that you wanted to accomplish, the big things you wanted to accomplish, uh, none of those things are actually getting checked off. And then you have a day like today where you hear this verse and it says, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. And I think if all we're doing is hastily responding to all life's big events and all of life's big transitions, then we find ourselves poor in those areas. If you hastily respond to the fact that your kids are going to college and you're going to have to help pay for it, then you're going to be poor, literally poor in that area. And if you hastily make date plans and you hastily buy gifts you know, for your children, you do all those things. And I'm... I'm knocking myself big time here. But if all those things for other people are done in haste, you're going to find your relationships are are poor. And instead of being prosperous and successful in those things, you're going to find some poverty. Hastily responding to my daughter when she doesn't act like she's supposed to uh, leaves her not in, in a wealth of knowing how to be an adult and knowing how to be a God follower. It leaves her poor in that area. Um, if you have a son and your son doesn't act like a man, you know and, and, and you but you, you just hastily respond to all the bad things they do instead of having a plan for teaching them how to do that, you end up poor in that area. And I, I hate to say it, but I find myself hastily responding rather than planning and getting ahead all the time. So here we go. Couple things, and 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 I'm going to let you take a nap. Don't take the nap yet, right? Um, but a uh, couple things I think that as is, is you consider making a plan for some of the things that you'll do this year, because Scripture seems to say that there's value in making a plan. As you consider making a plan, I think there's a few things that we can look at, a few areas you can make a plan in, right? Uh, You couldn't build a house without planning. Without some basic planning, you wouldn't have groceries in the cabinet. So you do some planning very basically, and I think you can expand just a little bit here. Um, So some three pretty basic areas to plan. I think it would be crucial to plan to influence someone. Scripture says, raise up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. Maybe it's your children. Maybe you want to make a plan to influence your children. How will you raise them up in a way that honors God? Um, I think for us, in a big way, it's family worship. You know, maybe it's prayers at bedtime, prayers at mealtime. I know sometimes you feel like you're going to blow your family's mind if you stall them from eating for like a second. But maybe you just begin to implement those things and make a plan for valuing prayer in your family. Maybe you'll plan for what you'll teach them this year. Um, and trust me, from someone who's 30 and, uh, and, and still needs my mom a lot to, to tell me how to do things. And, and when I'm in the grocery store and I'm like, what section is this in? you know? And I still need a, a lot of parenting on the regular. Uh, I think there's still a lot of things you can teach your children no matter how old they are. Uh, I read this biography about a woman. She was a missionary in Bengali, and her husband was the was an appointed missionary. He was appointed by a mission board. He had a big job to do. They went to the field, and he was the missionary, and she was a stay-at-home mom. and um, And and pretty soon, uh, he was doing these things, and she began to realize that there were a lot of women in this village that didn't have. They didn't know how to do basic first aid basic first aid. They didn't know any home remedies or anything like that. And so she began to invite a few women over to her house to teach some basic remedies, you know, home remedies, some first aid, little stuff like that. And pretty soon his ministry was still pretty small and she had women lined up around the corner down the street to come in to learn how to do some basic first aid. Pretty soon he kind of abandoned what he was doing and, and they just opened up a huge mission center and it was all, and, and they had n- nurses that were coming in and learning to do some of this stuff. And she was leading this whole thing, leading all these women to come learn how to do this stuff. No training in in any kind of field, didn't go to college for any of that kind of stuff. But she was teaching them things that her grandmother taught her when she was a kid. So her grandmother taught her how to do some basic home remedies, taught her how to do some basic first aid and little stuff like that. And, And next thing you know, God's using that to impact this whole huge village in Bengali. And so I think that when you pass something on to your children, it may not feel that spiritual, but you don't have any idea what God may do with what you may pass on. Um, I heard somebody say that I've never seen anyone do ministry who didn't have a body. And and the whole idea being the things that you do very basically every day in your body are going to be the things that God uses in a big way. So you can plan to impact your children. You can also plan to impact somebody else. Um, uh, You don't have to raise your hand. But uh, how many of you guys eat every day? Yeah, Um, I eat every day, something. And, And you could maybe make some time to do coffee or do lunch with someone. And maybe you don't do anything special during that coffee or that lunch. But every time, every week when you meet, you just make sure to pray for whoever you're sitting across from. And if you can eat and you will pray for someone, you can probably make a pretty significant impact. You know what Jesus did when he wanted to, to meet with someone and to, to invest in them? He sat down and had a meal with them. Start start reading some scripture. The Last Supper, uh, Zacchaeus, Mary and Martha. Everywhere Jesus went, he wanted to invest in someone. They sat down and they had a meal together. Uh, can you eat? Can you pray for someone? You can probably make a pretty significant investment in someone. But you'll never do it if you don't begin to plan for it. So plan to invest in someone. If the wheels are turning, feel free to write some stuff down. You know, if your arm is where you write some things down, I think you have pens. You can just jot something down on your arm. If you're writing it on your arm, you're definitely not the planner, right? Um, but jot a few things down because you—it won't happen if you don't begin to write it down. Invest in someone. Plan to do that. And secondly, plan to grow spiritually. Um, Joshua one eight says this: study this book of instruction continually, and then it goes on. Study this book of instruction continually. Anybody ever found themselves accidentally studying? Uh, you ever found yourself accidentally in the library reading a biology book? I never found myself accidentally studying ever. I tell you what I have done. I've looked up from the TV and, and, and surveyed. This is before Molly was born. And, uh, and realized that, that I had just watched five hour-long episodes on Netflix I've done that on accident and went, there's no way, I just watched this whole season. And then I did, and then the whole thing was over. And uh, you can do those kind of things without planning. But beginning to study Scripture, you won't do that without planning. And let me tell you this. Maybe you want to start here. If you can see that if your Bible, the only Bible you have looks like that one over there, and it has a lot of these and thous and it's this wide, maybe you can start by just getting a better Bible. Not that there's anything wrong with this Bible, but but what I'm saying is if that's all you got, you're probably not reading it all that much. So maybe you want to start planning by just getting a good Bible. Maybe you want to prioritize small group. That's kicking off here this January and making sure that's a priority. But make a plan to grow spiritually because if you don't, you absolutely won't. Last thing, finally, plan this year to change something. Can you think? Stop and think. Is there one thing that, if you could, you would change this year? Is there one thing in your brain that you would change this year that would make a big difference? It Almost immediately, something pops in my head. Almost immediately, there's something that I would do different. And if you could devote some energy and some prayer and some planning to it, would it help? If you just devoted a little bit of time to it, would it make a difference? Why not do that stuff? If you're not sure what it is, how about ask somebody? Ask your spouse. Ask your spouse what you can change. Make sure to specify you're only looking for one thing. Uh, Ask your spouse what you can change. They'll let you know. If you're really brave, ask your children what you can change about yourself. Um, Ask your boss. Your boss can probably tell you some things you could do differently. Um, Maybe ask your parents. They could probably tell you some things they'd like for you to do differently. Um, But there are definitely people around you that could probably tell you some things you could do differently. But let's be honest, I don't need anyone to tell me that there are things that I could do better. Um, Make a plan this year to change something. Isaiah 43, I mean, I love this. It says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. It's probably a good start for changing something says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. He says, forget the former things and look, I'm doing a new thing. I'm making a new way. Man, decide to change something and do something new this year. Three things. Uh, Plan to influence someone, plan to grow spiritually, and plan to change something. Here's what you got to do if you're going to do any of that stuff. Um, don't try to do everything. That's just not a good plan. You'll never do everything. You'll never see it through. Better to start and finish one thing than to start ten things that you'll never complete. So decide on something that you will do really well this year and jump out and do that. And secondly, Scripture tells us all throughout, commit your plans to the Lord. And maybe you begin with this. So maybe you conked out the whole time and you're just now waking up because I said we're close to the end. All right, here we go. Um, Maybe you begin with this. Maybe you just begin by saying, God, what would you have me do this year? And what's the one thing you would have me do different? What's the one thing in my life that 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 I could do so well for you that I'm just thinking at? God, what is one thing that I can do absolutely different? And when it's clear to you, and trust me, if you ask, it'll be clear. Because it won't be the thing that you want to do. It'll be the thing that you can't get off your brain. And the thing that doesn't sound super easy. That'll be the thing. And when it's clear to you, because you spent some time uh, thinking about it, when it's clear to you, make it a goal, write it down, bathe it in prayer, and then get going. I'm going to read it to you one more time. Uh, Psalm, oh, I lost it. So uh, Proverbs 21.5, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Let me pray. God, I praise you for, uh, I praise you for us this morning, just here to say, God, we absolutely want to do something different this year. And we want to start that just by saying, in whatever way that we can, in whatever way that we're planners or we're not planners, God, we just want to make a plan to do something big for you this year. And maybe it doesn't look big to everybody else, but it's big to us. And so, God, I pray that you would empower us, that you would fill us with your Spirit, that we would see that thing and we would see it through. And I pray that for those of us that it's still a little fuzzy what we'll do better and what we'll change and what we'll plan to do differently. God, I pray that you would make it clear. And I pray that this year would be a year that we do some great things for you. Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um.